Um, if you're on the road and you don't have much time, you might only follow up with a prospect once or twice because you didn't have the time to continue to follow up or you just think that they're not interested. But having a sales automation tool that will continue to follow up, say, six, eight times over 30 days until that prospect says, yes, I'm interested or no, I'm not, will really help you save a lot, a lot of time while you're on the road. Welcome to Outside Sales Talk, where we meet with industry experts to learn the strategies and tactics that make them successful. I'm your host, Steve Benson, and I've helped thousands of salespeople all over the world crush their quota. Today, I'll help you crush yours. Welcome back to Outside Sales Talk. Today, I've got Sean Finder with us today. Um, we're going to talk about how to triple your qualified leads while you're on the road. Sean, welcome to the show. Great to be here. I look forward to uh, talking with your audience today. Well, Sean is the founder and CEO of AutoClose. Uh, it's an outbound sales automation platform. He's also the author of the B2B Sales Handbook, which I've read, and, uh, and has been named a top 25 sales engagement influencer. Growing up, he was once he was one of North America's top tennis players before getting his MBA and starting a, a career in sales. Yeah, Sean, I, I, I loved your uh, I loved your the B two B sales handbook. I, I sometimes I have people on the show and I haven't read their books and I feel guilty that I should have, but in your case, I actually have. So <laughs> yeah, it, it, uh, I think it was a little bit long, but uh, almost a hundred pages. But uh, there was a lot of great content in there for sure. Yeah, well, you know, a hundred-page book—that's reasonable. You know, it's not—it's uh, not War and Peace or anything. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, Sean, uh, I wanted to jump into the questions here. Uh, so, given that field salespeople are always busy, how can they find time to generate qualified leads? That's a, that's a great question. I think the most important thing I would say is to automate as much as possible. There's so many different platforms out there that allow you to automate things. And I think especially if you're outbound sales and you're always traveling or you're visiting clients or prospects, you need to automate everything. So at least you continue to fill that top of the sales funnel. Um, so a few things I would say is um, a, obviously a sales automation or sales engagement tool but be like a, a get a scheduling automation tool too, like like a Calendly, for example, where people can, you can make it easy for people to really click on a link and, and book a meeting with you. Um, but I think those two combined will help you automate that so that when you're traveling, um, you can still generate those high qualified leads um, for you to continue on with your business. Okay. So sales automation tool and also uh, calendar schedule automation tool. Um, so share with our listeners, what, what, uh, what are some sales automation tools and, and what do they automate? Okay. So ideally what you're looking to do with a sales automation tool is, is salespeople, not to say it, but a lot of them are lazy. Um, if you're on the road and you don't have much time, you might only follow up with a prospect once or twice because you didn't have the time to continue to follow up or you just think that they're not interested. But having a sales automation tool that will continue to follow up, say six, eight times over 30 days until that prospect says, yes, I'm interested, or no, I'm not, will really help you save a lot, a lot of time while you're on the road. So um, there are you know, a tool like AutoClose where you can have the automation with a built-in B2B database, or you can also upload your own list of prospects, will really save you a lot of time um, with those automated follow-ups and those different tasks you need to get those leads at the top of the sales funnel. 
Okay. Um, so what are some other sales automation tools um, and, and what are some of their advantages and, and disadvantages? Great question. So there's a lot of different tools out there. You know, there's the outreaches, the sales lofts, which are more of the enterprise. Um, you have the auto close, which is the more of the medium size. You have some for the smaller size also. But the big differentiating factor is um, sales leaders nowadays want to consolidate tools. So if you wanted to have a list and have the outreach um, under one umbrella, there's only a few tools out there that will do it. And the reason why is you need that list to be able to send prospects emails. Um, so with the outreaches and sales loft, you get that sales engagement tool where you can do those calls, you can do those emails, but you'd have to find the database from somewhere else. Um, with some of the other tools out there, they're all in one. So it's almost like a plug and play where you can really just click, um, you know, start your campaign, pick who you want to email, say VP of sales in the construction industry, press play and automate those follow-ups and those emails to try and get them to, um, whatever your call to action might be. That might be a 15 minute call. It might be book a demo. It might be to meet them in person, et cetera. Okay. So the, what you're automating is the, the emails and you also mentioned phone calls and lead generation there. So kind of finding people to reach out to reaching out to them via email and, and with a, an automated drip sequence afterwards. And then, then also, um, did you say automatic calls or, or how, how does that work? Yeah, you can do that also. Like inside a sequence, you know, back in the day, you can probably send six, eight emails and just um, send those emails. Like nowadays, um, you want to mix in some calls in there. And, and I'm a big fan of like social selling, for example, like using LinkedIn for different social touches in those campaigns. Mm -hmm. But yes, with, with the calls, you can almost have like nowadays there's software where you can use and you can basically go one by one through your calls. And if the person doesn't answer, it automatically calls the next person and the next person. And there's different um, calling softwares out there that really make your life a lot easier. And you could probably do it on the road. Um, well, I guess I wouldn't recommend it when you're driving, but you can also do um, a lot of the call automations as well um, through these different platforms. Um, are, are you familiar with what those different phone automation, automation platforms are? I, I know there's one, I believe it's called Connect, ConnectWise or Connect and Sell, maybe Connect and Sell's one. Mm -hmm. InsightSales.com, I believe, has it. Um, I know outreach and sales off do have something with um, the ability to call auto close does not have that yet right now. It's strictly email, but mm -hmm. there are definitely tools out there that you can use um, if you want to engage with those phone calls as well. Yeah. And I know connect and sell. I've met, I've met with that, the, the people that do that before close.io I know has uh, kind of automated phone calls of that nature. So it's, it's a, it's a well-developed space. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of, kind of telephone automation that makes, you know, call after call and leaves the message, leaves the message automatically with a pre-recorded message that, that can really speed up your time reaching out to a bunch of people, I think. Um, so how do you identify the right leads? Now, so that's a great question. And, and one thing I recommend to people before you even do any campaigns or any automation you have to spend at least a few days to find out who is your actual, what is your buyer's persona? Who is your actual buyer? Because the funny thing is I did a talk last week and, I, and, and you speak to people and, and they send emails out and they send um, good email templates out, but they don't actually know what their buyer looks like. So the first thing to identify the right lead is to find out what are the pains and what are the gains of your buyers? Because 
a right lead might be, you might think the CEO is the right lead, but the VP of sales might be the one making the decision. Or you might think the VP of sales might be the right lead, but the CEO making the decision. So knowing who the decision maker is and who the buyer is and what really sticks out and what they're looking for um, is, is very important. One other way I, I like to let people identify leads is, you know, I call it cloning your existing clients. So for example, I tell someone if you're, if your current clients, for example, let's say is the University of Florida, well, why not go after Florida State, Jacksonville University, and those other college and universities that have something in common? So almost clone your current existing clients and find out who their competitors are, and those will be the right leads, most qualified leads that will really get you the business. Mm -hmm. That makes a ton of sense. Um, so when you're looking at those individuals in an organization, how do you deal with sometimes the CEO is the decision maker for your product. Sometimes it's the VP of sales. Sometimes it's the VP of marketing. Sometimes it's the sales operations person or the, or the sales trainer. How do you identify and figure out who to go after at a given company? It's a great question. So what's really been working for us lately is we've been actually campaigning to CEOs and here's what we're saying. For example, we're letting the CEO kind of know in like the first line of that email what the challenge we solve is and what the pain point they might have is and how we can bring them more revenue because CEOs want more revenue. And we're asking them who is the best person to talk to. And what that does is, A, if the CEO is not interested, they're not going to probably be interested anyway. But B, we get a lot of them actually referring us to the VP of sales or the director of sales or the national sales manager and who that person is. And when that lead comes from the CEO to that person, we are already a little bit warmer than us reaching out directly to that VP of sales. So we looked for the introduction from the CEOs and that's been really working well, um, especially for our campaign. So that's one, one tip I would definitely do is, um, is aim for the top and then try and find out who that person is that you're supposed to be looking for. Mm -hmm. Great advice. Um, so other than saving time, how can automation save people or help outside salespeople and, and uh, why is it important? Okay. Well, I mean, automation in general is, it just, it is a time saver, but it's also saves, you know, makes salespeople a lot more money. Say for example, you're going to spend a certain amount of hours um, prospecting. So say you say you're going to do three hours a day when you do 15 hours a week of prospecting with an automation tool, you can almost cut that into like one fifth so that you're only spending say three hours a day, three hours a week on prospecting while everything else is automated. So what that does is it lets you book more meetings outside um, to try and close either existing clients, upsell your existing clients, or go to those prospects for meetings. So I think automation in general is important um, because, you know, for example, um, I'll tell you a story. I had one of my VP of sales go to Malaysia for a month. And I said to him, I go, block off your calendar for the month you're in Malaysia but have auto close running or any sales engagement tool running for that entire month. And when you come back from your holiday, you'll have a fully booked calendar. And, and those are things that you can't do without an automation tool helping you out. Right. Yeah. Well, that's a, that, that, that's a powerful uh, experience. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so, and, and so he, I'm guessing he was doing the email automation piece. Yeah, so he would have the email automation, but he would also have the scheduling link in there to book on the calendar. So when somebody would book a call with them, um, they'd look at his calendar. Well, all of July was you know, filled. So they book in August, which really, really works well. I mean, it's almost like you know, 
having an SDR or an inside sales rep that's working for you as an outside sales rep without having to pay a salary for them. Right, right. Um, so with the, with the growth of automation in the sales industry that we've seen in the past five years, how do you think that's really impacted outside sales as a job? So as I, as I said earlier, I, I think, you know, one thing I found before even getting into the space was salespeople are, are lazy. I mean, they, they, they send two emails, three emails, and they think that prospect who didn't answer their phone or didn't reply to their emails, not interested. Um, so how it's impacting outside sales, it allows you to be on the road, be on a plane, be at a client, but have those follow-ups being automated. But the most importantly is obviously personalize it. So you can automate all that while you're doing all these different things to grow your business and make more money, which is, which is the way I think it really impacted outside sales. Because before you'd have to, you know, you go outside and you spend a day on the road and be like, oh, well, I'm not filling the top of the sales funnel. So after having these meetings this week, I'm not going to have any new prospects wanting my product or service. So I think um, that is the biggest way is by automating those follow-ups and personalize those follow-ups to those prospects is one way it's impacted outside sales. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, lazy is one way to put it, you know, running around real busy is the other way. I mean, no one has enough time to get to all their, their busy work. Right. I mean, it, it's uh, so if you can, um, if you can automate things and have, have the computers do the work for you, I, I think it's, I think it's better because we're, we're, everybody in every industry is being being asked to do more with less time because exactly you know, compressing margins and you know a lot of a lot of industries are changing in the world right now and uh and so i think that that leaves a lot of people with a lot of email catch-up to do and and you know and so i i think automating things like email can be very powerful um so what about all the outdated contact contacts in a company's CRM or in a, in a, in a sales reps Rolodex, what, what ideas do you have to generate more business or to, to automate things around those outdated contacts? That's a great question. Um, I think it's a great opportunity. Um, any outdated contacts in somebody's CRM. And here's the reason why um, most people, if they are in your CRM and they were a client, well now they're working at a new company and it gives you the opportunity to reach back out to them and say, Hey, we work with you at company ABC. I understand you're at company DEF now. So it almost takes away that icebreaker. Um, so I think there's a great opportunity to um, go on and update those contacts. So find out where that person is, what his new position is, what the new company is. Um, and all it does is build you more opportunity. Um, so I would do it one of two ways. A, if it's outdated, you can reach out to them and say, who would be the best person at your previous company um, that I can reach out to about it? And B, you could say, who can I reach out to at your new company? Um, so you have two opportunities there. And I think there's a great opportunity with um, outdated contacts. You just need to spend the time um, and get somebody to update that um, and make it accurate. And there's, you know, there's different freelancers you can do out there. If, it is going to be a time-consuming task, that's for sure. Are there any particular freelance uh, strategies or organizations that, you would, that you've had success with or that you'd recommend? Yeah. So funny enough, because we do that often, we actually do it internally. Um, so we actually update our contacts internally from our CRM. But you know what? If you wanted to, there's companies like you know Upwork and stuff where you can find somebody that will go on. Um, you can send them a spreadsheet, and they can actually go on LinkedIn, find out the new information, and update your your CRM, and then you can re-upload that back into your CRM. Um, so there are different different freelance sites out there, um, and they're relatively um, reasonable with price usually too um, for projects like this. 
Yeah, we, we've used uh, Upwork in the past. Um, I know Fiverr, yep. Mechanical Turk. There, there are a bunch of uh, a bunch of places we can go on and find someone who's who who, you know, maybe they live in a part of the world where labor costs less and uh, and they can kind of do this type of work for you it's a, you know it's a often often expensive for as a marketing expense for a field salesperson yeah um, I completely agree so what are some other tips and tricks that you would have for outside salespeople to maximize their time out in the field in front of customers and leads and spend less time you know doing kind of the the blocking and tackling and the and the busy work the 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 desk day the desk time of the job yeah i mean i think the most important is any salesperson you, you have a, you have to build a plan um and that means you have to build a plan on how many hours do you want to spend prospecting versus how many hours are you going to spend on the road while you're meeting um but one tip i would say for outside sales people that's really helped um myself and, and other sales people i know is building your personal brand um linkedin is a great tool because everybody that's ever going to buy from you or you're going to buy from most likely will have a LinkedIn profile. So if you build your own, your own personal brand on LinkedIn, do some videos on LinkedIn um, with some value, some tips and tricks um, that will also get your, your face in front of a lot of people. So when you do go to that meeting outside sales in your, in your region, um, they might've seen your, your face already on LinkedIn or through one of the videos and you've already kind of broken that ice and built that trust. So, um, I would say building a plan and also building your personal brand um, would be the two things I would say are great tips for outside salespeople to maximize um, their, their, their time out on the field. Very cool. Um, so what are some of the, the best things that, that a salesperson can do to make sure they're having good follow-ups and, uh, and, and kind of keeping in touch after a meeting with uh, with their prospects? Great question. Um, I would say the first thing with any email campaign, you want your initial email to be, I would say 75 to 125 words. So your initial email would be um, not too long. You don't want to make it like a newsletter. Um, you want to make it more personalized. Um, the second thing I would say is don't talk about yourself in the email, in the first line of the email. Don't introduce yourself. Go right into how your challenge or your pains can help your prospects. So that means, don't go and say, hi, my name is Sean and I'm the CEO of AutoClose. Go in and say, um, you know, Steve, if I told you I can book you 15, 15 demos a day, would you give me 15 minutes? Something like that where Steve would say, well, if you could book me 15 demos a day, I'll give you the 15 minutes. Um, also, separate your warm and cold prospects. So with a cold prospects, you might want to have eight to 10 follow-ups and with your warm prospects, five to seven follow-ups. So make sure you use those follow-ups to build trust, um, put some testimonials, some case studies, try and build and nurture them through um, building that relationship. And the last thing I would say is put that social touch throughout the sequence. Therefore, if you have a quote outstanding, go on LinkedIn and connect with that person or go and find a post or something they've recently shared on LinkedIn and comment on it. So you always stay in front of that prospect. As I said, social media and social selling and LinkedIn is huge nowadays. Um, so use it to your advantage to help help you close those deals a little bit quicker. That's, that's all fantastic advice. One, one, uh, one of my tricks that I would add to that is, uh, is to during your, your phone call or face-to-face -face meeting with a customer, 
ask them what the best way to follow up is because they'll often say, oh, well, the best way to get a hold of me is uh, at this number or at, you know, via email. But if you ask them what the best way to engage with them is, then they'll usually tell you. And just because the act of them telling you makes them want to get back to you more on that medium because they kind of they they kind of told you that that's the way they wanted to get interacted with. So if you kind of prep, if you, if you ask them, it preps them that there's going to be a follow up, and um, you know you can kind of get your follow up out with your ask of what you, what they need to do and and what you're offering, what you're going to do before the next the next thing that will happen at X Y Z date. So I, I kind of I love to get that prep work done and then then lock in. Here's what I'll do, here's what you'll do, and by this time. And if you get those those things done, you can kind of micro micro close and and uh, get the next get to the next step effectively with a customer every time. Yeah, and it's it's funny you say that. I actually um, last week when I was speaking to client, I asked that question, and I never text message a prospect. And he said the best way to get a hold of him was was to text him. And uh, I would have never have texted him without asking. So I think that's, uh, that's great advice because I usually email or call. Um, and I, I didn't usually think that text would be something that somebody would want, but uh, that's what he actually asked for. Yeah, you know, it's, it's crazy. And I, I must have 10 ways on my phone that someone could ping me, you know, I don't know, the, the two IM things and Slack and email and this, yeah. account, this email account or that email account or LinkedIn or, you know, Facebook or, uh, any of these things, right? And, and I think everybody kind of has that. And so it's, it's good to just ask. Exactly. All right, well, so the next, next part is uh, sales in 60 seconds. Um, so I'm gonna ask you some quick questions with hopefully quick, quick answers. Perfect. Is, uh, you were quite a tennis player back in the day from what I hear. Uh, is, there, is there one thing that you learned in tennis that you have applied to sales that you'd like to share? I would say the one thing from teaching tennis was networking is everything and it's very important. Every job I got before or during or after my MBA was all through tennis and teaching tennis. So I would say networking um, is always important. Tell me, what are the most important tools that a salesperson should have on their tool belt? Well, I, I mean, scheduling automation link and a sales automation tool would be the two in combination of both. Okay. Um, what's the greatest sales lesson that you've learned over the years? If someone gives you a no today, it doesn't mean it's a no in the future. Therefore, timing is everything and you should never give up on a prospect, even if it's been, you know, six months, a year, two years, because sometimes they always come back. What should all salespeople do daily to generate more qualified leads? The first thing I would say is, Understand your buyer's persona. If you don't know who your buyer is, you won't be successful in sales. So make sure you spend time um, with that buyer's persona and you put your content um, around what that persona is. How many hours per week should a salesperson spend generating leads? I would say a minimum of, of, of 10 to 15 hours per week, definitely. But I would say with an automation tool, you can cut that to two to three hours. What's the most common mistake that salespeople make when they're generating leads? Uh, I would say not pre-qualifying them. A lot of people spend a lot of time with clients that aren't actually going to ever buy their product. So 
finding out more about your prospect and, and finding out if they're the right fit for your service or product would be the, the way to, um, to not have that mistake. Okay. And uh, as an actionable takeaway, what should the field salespeople listening today do as a first step to getting started on generating more qualified leads? Well, the first thing is, which you should have, if you don't have LinkedIn, get it. If you do have LinkedIn, start to build your personal brand and then um, invest in a sales and scheduling automation platform because they aren't too expensive and they can really save you a lot of time and, and while you're on the road, make you a lot of more money. All right. Well, I am going to attempt to, uh, to summarize all the wisdom that you've dropped on <laughs> us today here. We'll see. Um, so first of all, outside salespeople should automate as much as possible. They can use automation tools and, uh, for, for sending out emails and automation tools, uh, to auto schedule, um, things onto their calendar. Uh, sales automation tools includes th include things like AutoClose and Outreach.io, and uh, and, a few, and a handful of others that we mentioned. And they they can help they can help you follow up with people that you've had meetings with or that you're trying to engage with while you're on the road and save you a ton of time. Uh, sales leaders want to want a way to consolidate all their tools. They want to find an automation tool that includes their entire database and a way to automate emails and automate, uh, automate phone calls. Um, and there are a variety of uh, phone call automation tools that we talked about too. Uh, you wanna spend time figuring out who your true buyer persona is. That'll save you a ton of time and effort. Figure out who the decision maker is. What are the pains, what are the gains of, of uh, your products from to your buyers? Another strategy, you can clone your existing, your existing clients. So look at your existing clients, look at their competitors, look at businesses that are similar to them and, and go after them. Uh, uh, what, uh, what Sean does, he uses tactics of reaching out directly to the CEO and then asking who the right person to reach out to at the organization to try to figure out who he should be talking to. And if you get connected to a prospect through the CEO of their company, it can be extremely powerful. Uh, I would, and you can use that, that strategy also with just, um, in my experience, a manager of a team or a manager of an organization or a VP of a group. So, but, but as long as anyone's higher than, than the person you're trying to sell to in an organization, if you get that person to point you to them, they take you much more seriously. Sales automation tools have allowed outside salespeople to have seamless follow-ups while they're on the road, in a plane, on vacation, or with customers. Uh, it can greatly cut down on busy work. You can also use outdated contacts in your CRM to reconnect with, with, uh, with those old, old people in your CRM uh, and see if they know of a, of a better contact at their organization now to use your product, or, uh, or maybe they they used to be at one place, but now they work on a similar job at a new place a new place. So that you can even outdated contacts, you can, you can re look up on LinkedIn and you can do that with a, you know, a, a, a kind of an out, you know, out, outsource that, that lookup piece, but uh, then you can get back in touch with people. 
With email campaigns, a few tips. Don't make the email too long, 75 to 125 words. Don't talk about yourself in the first line. Talk about how you solve their pains. Connect and engage with your prospects over social as well. That can be a really powerful strategy. Well, Sean, that was a ton of great information packed into a very short period of time. Where can our listeners read more about your work? How do they reach out to you? Perfect. Um, the, people can email me at Sean, S-H-A-W-N at autoclose.com. That's autoclose with a K. Um, we also have um, at our website, autoclose.com, we have a full um, almost, you know, podcast webinars, all this different, different tips and tricks that I provide and keynote speaking I've done. So I'm going to do that. And the third thing would be connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm always on LinkedIn sharing good content. Um, so follow me on LinkedIn, connect with me on LinkedIn and ask me any sales questions uh, you have, and I'm happy to help. Awesome, Sean. Really appreciate it. Well, this has been a great episode of the Outside Sales Talk. I'm really, uh, really happy Sean was able to join us. If, if, uh, if our listeners can think of any other sales reps that would benefit from learning about uh, about what Sean's taught us here, feel fair, feel free to share the love and forward this on to them. But everybody, uh, take care until next time. <laughs>